from the Why Dave Podcast. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 6. Now, this series, we're going to talk about exes. I know it's a very triggering word for a lot of people. There's a lot of good experiences you learn from your ex. There's a lot of bad experiences. I want to ask, what's the best experience or most best, the most learned experience that you've gained from your exes? <laughs> Things got real heated in our episode when we started talking about the body count and how that mattered for your next partner from your ex. So uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but the uh, question I want to ask you guys, does body count matter? I might do another episode about that body count to the next one but right now, but w- does that really matter to you guys? Well, I have myself on here. I have Alpha Monk and Shirley and Red Pill in this episode. So I don't take too much of your time. So let's get into the episode right now. If I got homeboy, and we all got homeboys who out here just fucking slaying it, and they haven't had a girlfriend in like six, seven years, I know they're living their best life, but I will question their values. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the difference between a good woman and a great woman is bigger than the difference between a bad woman and a good woman. Let me say that one more time so you all can understand. The difference between a good woman and a great woman is larger, vastly larger than a bad woman and a good woman. There are very few great women out there. It's like there are very few great men out there. So if you're a man and you're bagging, let's say, you know, four bitches a month, you're bagging four bitches a month, right? So uh, four times hey, 12, hey, 48. Hey. Why they gotta be bitches? Man? Yeah, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> hey, women, women, women. <laughs> <laughs> they call us worse. So you bag you bagging four women a month, right? You get 48 bodies. Let's say you're getting 50 bodies no, a year. No, 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 go ahead. Maybe three of those 50 bodies you've had in a year are great women. Maybe three are great women. And great women, by the laws of hypergamy, are really only going to give it to great men. So if you're bagging that many women and that few are great women, I'm going to assume the quality of person you are is lower. Right, just by association. y'all ain't built for this man so like i said man i'm gonna say it again because i just put the record on now on this one it's myself and shirley red pill and alpha monk on here hello guys what's going on what's up hey party what's going people. on how was your guys is wednesday uh yeah no good i got myself a little lineup you know, I, you know what i'm saying i'm trying to be wet out here trying to Trying to trying to be wet out here, you know. Uh <laughs> he said what's popping? You're on the you on the stream? Okay, cool, cool. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you uh watch that part. Um, but yeah, man, this episode is gonna be by it's gonna be by Exes, man. I know, I know. I don't know how people don't uh 
Cat says, hey, sexy people. Capanello. Shout out to Capanello. What's up, bro? What's going on? What's up? Hey, Dante. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm also on. Dante. What's up? Take it, the mic away from your mouth a little bit further. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's too far? Okay, let me... Yeah. Let me no, too close. Too close. Yeah, it was okay when you already had it on the hook thing. It was perfect when you already had it uh, up on the thing. Did I? Yeah. But you know why? My mic is all the way up because I was doing a stream yesterday. No one can hear me. It's better now, right? Uh, uh, it's better? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, what's up? What's up, Mrs. Ordinary? She's on. But yeah, uh, let me see if everything checks off here before I do anything. Let's see. I'm here for the top. I'm here for the topic. <laughs> I know it's an interesting topic, you know? Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting because I only have like, what, maybe two X's in my life. So, like, you know, every girl I've been with is an X. Stupid. So, I mean, um, <laughs> um, you're not wrong. Like that's, that's like people say like today is the youngest you'll ever be. Like, <laughs> oh well, let me see. Hold on, got a sound issue here. Let me check before I do anything. Let's do this. Hold on, hold on, guys. No one can hear me on this in on the uh, Twitch. Hold on, I know what happened. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Hey, talk real quick, guys. Yo. Okay, so that doesn't work. <laughs> that don't work. Let's try this again. Try it again, guys. Yeah. Try it again, guys. No, nothing. Wow. That's weird. Let me let me do something real quick. Once I get this fixed, let's do this. I think I know what it is. All right. Guys, say something real quick. Something real Yo. quick. Man. Yeah, go again one more time. I'm gonna do one more test. You guys, good? No. One more Wait. time. Real quick. Put it I one time. That's not working. Wow, man, I have it. I'm always having sound issues every time. Let's see. Let me try this. It's be part of your stick. You know what I'm saying? Every time you start, you should like fumble with everything. I did, man, and you know it's always something new because everything I I don't mess with stuff here. Oh, I know what it is. There we go. We're good. We're good. Now you guys can. We good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, there we go. Right, there right. we go. There we go. Let's go. They can hear us on my end. I know they can. Um, I was filling with some things, trying to figure it out. But yeah, we are we are here, and I'm going to play the horn for y'all. You know what I'm saying? There we go. Here we go. There we go. That's 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 the start of this episode, y'all. <laughs> there we go. All right. X's. <laughs> Everybody's calling. You need like a like a you need like a womp womp womp. Yeah. Womp <laughs> womp. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Is everybody ready to All talk right, about let's this? Let's talk about our X's. All right. Okay. Um, who should start first? Alpha, <laughs> Alpha Mon, go. <laughs> what is your worst ex that you've dealt with? What is the most, uh, I don't know, how do I say? Uh, he said, give us the slander. The slander, the BS, 
all that. The shit. worst. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had any too crazy ones except for uh, this Mexican chick from Texas, and she was probably the worst ex because she was she was a lingerer, you know. She she lingered on. She wouldn't just let it go, you know. Um, even though she was the one that fucked up, she still just couldn't let it go, and she didn't understand that I could just walk away so easily. And I think yeah. that fucked with the ego. So she just she just needed that. I guess closure for herself and I just wouldn't give it to her. And it, like it went on for like almost a year. You think it was like closure or she just still wanted that validation? Like she still needed that validation that she had access to. Were you guys having sex even though you were done? No, cause uh, she was all the way in San Francisco, like South city, South side of San Francisco. And I'm not traveling all the way over there. And uh, you know, I never told her my schedule. She, she could never get to me. The only way she can get to me is through Facebook at the time. And on the phone and I wouldn't answer the phone and I would barely even be on Facebook, you know, and I turned that thing off to show that you're on there. Cause I, yeah. I le- that's how I learned about that thing. Cause every time I get on, she, oh, yeah. she know I'm on here. And then I, people would tell me like, Oh yeah, you, you can turn it off. And I was like, Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, she was, she was insane. Um, Cause she was hyper jealous, just hyper jealous. She was so insecure. Uh, so insecure, but I should have known because her body count was a little too high for my own taste. So I should have known how high we. Wait, talking. wait, wait! Pause. Let me interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said I should have known because her body count was too high. Yeah. Right. That's what you just right. said. Um, well, Uh-oh. just curious, out of your mind, <laughs> uh, can you help me understand what is too high for you and what? What, why does, why is there a correlation between okay, so, secure and high body count? Right. All right. Let me see if I can unpack it. So, um, yeah, it, it, it depends on her age when I'm dating her and when she started to have sex. Okay. So if she has a 10 to 15 year gap between when she started having sex and between when I met her, then a double digit is not too bad as long as it's under, I would say probably 13, something like that. That's just me, period. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, okay. So between the the moment she started having sex to when she met you, anything more than 13 is too high. On if average. it's like, if, if, okay, let's say like- Or on started, average, are you talking annually? She started having sex at 17. Yeah. And I met her at- 27. 32, no, let's say 32. Better at 32. Now that's 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 15 years, right? Sure. So if she has more than 15, that means that she's either had a boyfriend every year, which shows me that she's not good at commitment, or if she hasn't had that many boyfriends, then that means she's at least fucked around with a dude every year, which is not too bad. But you know, it, it all depends on her and how she is and you know, what type of girl, you know, type of girl she is, what, what she does when she goes what, out. What's the, what's the algorithm for that? Like, so I can just like plug and chug. What's the algorithm for that? So if I'm dating a girl and she lets me know how many bodies she has, I can just plug that into the age calculator and be like, all right, that's a no-go. What's the, uh, <laughs> what's the algorithm? I don't know. It, it, it just depends on the girl when I'm talking to her and how she, you know, what type of girl she is, you know? Yeah. And like it, it's, it, to me, it's more of, if it's more casual or if it's more boyfriend. That's when it really comes down to it. Because if it's more casual, 
I don't really want to be with a female who's who's having sex just so casually all the time. You know what I'm saying? I got I got a question. Unless it's I got a good question for you. Yeah. If you met a girl who had a really had like a really high body count, I mean, like in ten years she racked up thirty bodies, right? Like a high body count. But for like seven of those ten years, right? She's had a serious monogamous relationship. Like she is like tried and true. She's had serious monogamous relationships lasting longer than two years, even though she has a high body count. And she's a few sprinkled in there. Would you give her the benefit of the doubt? Because no. she's proven she can be loyal. No. Nah? I, w- I wouldn't see her as a girlfriend material. I, w- I would probably date her and we mess around or become my friends with benefits, but I wouldn't make her like my main chick. Right. Just because 30, 30 bodies and then serious relationship within seven years, and that means how long are we talking with each boyfriend? Was it two years? Was it she had two serious relationships, each was three and a half years. That's not enough. That's that's still like 28 bodies that she done racked up. You know, so there's like, you know, there's a disconnect there. To me, there's a disconnect there. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just old school in that way, because it, it seems like that when women are having sex with men, generally speaking, they, they have more connection emotionally. And they're actually giving something away. You know, they're actually letting somebody, you know, inside them. And, and to me, it's just a little bit different if you just continuously doing that, continuously doing that. Like, you know, I heard uh, a funny one. It's like, if you have a lock that opens with every key, that's a shitty lock. But if you have a key that can open every lock, that's a good key. So it's mm-hmm. like... It's, I don't know. To me, it's it's. I don't know. I don't want to get too people too mad, but to me, it's it's all down with the uh, self respect. Yeah. But here's the thing: like, a woman can still respect herself and enjoy sex, right? These things True. aren't fully exclusive. And I feel like, I mean, if that's if that's your boundary, that's your boundary. I respect it. Who am I to say anything about well, it? Let me let me, let me say, add something real quick. So I want so you can just get what I'm saying. It's not necessarily her, her, uh, the sex, okay? She can be with four dudes within 15 years and have thousands of sex with these guys. It's the body, it's, it's going from person to person to person to person to person. Now, there, there's something mentally disconnected there, and it has nothing to do really about the sex. It's going from person to person. That shows me that there's something wrong with her emotions there's something wrong with her commitment right you know because mm-hmm. that, that's that's what i come down to okay. it's not really the first because she like i said she can be with four dudes and do the nastiest porno shit ever with those four dudes and there's a girl who's been with 30 dudes and just did missionary the entire time it's not really the sex it's, it's the body count that i understand but what i'm saying is like Okay, so as a man, right? As a man, could we arguably say that's the same thing? If a guy is just smashing through women, that shows he has a lack of discipline with his dick, doesn't it? No, because it's harder for men to go out there and have sex. It's easier for women. You go outside and say, I want to fuck, and 20 dudes is going to line up. We can't do that. We have to hunt. We have to work. We have to do all of these things. We have to have all these high standards. We have to do so much shit just to get laid. And sometimes the girls just don't really do much. They just lay there. So it's like, we have to work hard to have sex. You guys don't really have to, you just have to choose. 
That's all you have to do. You have to, all you have to do is just open your leg and say, I'll, I'll choose this dude between all these other 20 dudes. We can't do that. But that's, as a woman, women, we don't choose our sexual partners like that. We don't choose men. Yes, you do. Are you no, being real? I'm a, listen, let me I tell you. Choose your sexual uh -oh. partners. Wait, hold on. Let Actually, you can you give more context? Can you give more yeah, context to that? Because yeah. I also have like a WTF in my mind. It's okay. what do you mean? You don't get to choose partners like that. You guys are the de facto choosers when it comes to sex. What you I'm saying the, what she I, no, it's a no. What I'm saying is, despite the fact that we have lots of options, right? We walk mm -hmm. into the world knowing we can probably get dick really easily. Mm -hmm. We have to be selective on who gets to enter us. So unlike men who can just like, who have to work really hard to pursue pussy right. or whatever, women don't have that. So okay, well, wait, hold on. I'm not, wait, I'm not you make a great point. No, you wait, make I'm an not, amazing not, point. Let me just finish this right. last thing. Let me Go just ahead. finish this last yeah. thing. So yeah. like, because it's more difficult, or at least the standard of the men we allow inside of us is a little bit higher. If we have 20 partners or 30 partners or even five partners, women are choosing the men they sleep with more selectively. Usually women sleep with men who can benefit them. Women sleep with men who have some type of um, like security provide. Like there's, there's, there's more motivation than just he's attractive. Right. Okay. So if we're so if an attractive woman, right, has a high body count, arguably she's been more selective than if we were to compare that to a man. But well, she sure. hasn't found anything that she wants. So she's That's... been searching for the 35 dudes and she still Wait. hasn't found anything. So yeah, I'll 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 all my all men are equal. Don't make me put this the horn out here. <laughs> so it just and surely just I'm asking yes or no questions, just follow me here. Yes. Women are the selectors. Yes can or no? You, wait, no. Can you like when it comes to sex? No, ask you, the question. In your words, in your words, ask the question. In your words, you said when it comes to sexual partners, women have to be selective. And they yes. select men based on the value the man can bring to her. Right? Yes. That's kind of what, you're, that's what you're saying. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. So if she has 30 bodies, then I'm going to assume one, she can do nothing for herself. Two, she's a shitty selector because I know all my guy friends, not all of them are high value. Sorry, homie. Some of y'all ain't shit. So what you're, what you're saying is a woman with high body count is more selective. Wrong. The woman with the lower body count is more selective based off what the definition of the word selective means. No. So if a woman has high body count, I'm going to assume she makes bad decisions or she doesn't understand value right. or she can do nothing for herself and she's very dependent on a man, right? So, and I'm literally just going off your definition of what you just said. If a woman is being super selective, she would have lower bodies. If a woman no. has higher bodies, she is less selective based off the definition of what the word selective means or she doesn't want to do for herself or cannot do for herself and constantly needs a man. Or the criteria of maybe she enjoys sex. Maybe she's an attractive woman who enjoys okay. sex. And the men that she chooses to have sex with have a certain standard. You can't compare the lack, the way a sexually liberated woman selects partners is very different from a woman who thinks like very conservatively, right? But arguably, right. at the end of the day, we're still selective versus men who- Who's more selective? Who's the high body count or low body Aren't that selective? 
I think two women are both eights. Oh, I think two women are both eights. But what does this have to do with exes? I'm just trying to put your own point. Like, we, there's we always get distracted from our. No, but yeah, it's not fallacy. Listen, it's like, what you asked me about about the body count. We're just going deeper into it. That's all. Yeah, but that's what I'm Means you're really you're not selected. We can it's talk about, about body counts. The mental stability of the body count. That's what it's about. The mental stability of the body count. And I think what happens is a lot of women, you know they get more aroused by guys who don't give them attention and they crave that ego. They crave that validation. So they go for these guys who we can, I guess we can quote unquote called the, the bad boys. Then they get the dick and then they find out the bad boys aren't really what they really want. And so then they leave, but then they meet another bad boy because he gets that tingle down there and they do the same thing. And I think these women are the ones who are disconnected mentally when it comes to commitment. And so they just keep going, keep going. And to me, if I know, if she's like, yeah, I've had 35 dudes. And it's like, okay, well, you don't really know anything about commitment or you haven't really found what you're looking for. And I doubt that I'm going to be that one. And I don't want to be number 37 anyway. So it's like, I'm good because I'm selective, even as a man. And it's it's even harder. You know what I'm saying? So I've known girls who are extremely selective and, and they only have like three under their belt. And they're like, and those dudes have always been five years, six years, four years and shit like that. And they're extremely selective. Not to say that they're better or worse. Not saying that at all. All I'm just saying is that's what I think when it comes to body count. And she had a high body count. And I kind of knew and it, it turned out to be true. You know, she just was emotionally unintelligent and she didn't really have the greatest of boyfriends in the past. She didn't know how to handle commit or uh, compliments like a lot of the shit, you know, so it was like, I knew it was going to go bad. So I kind of like kept my distance, emotionally speaking. And sure enough. Do you think the inverse is true? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm going to look into the comments. We got some comments up in here, guys. So yeah, let's go on. Um, <laughs> next time y'all do this, I'm just going to do this <laughs> right in the middle of you guys talking, like just right there. <laughs> if y'all get out off topic again. <laughs> We could talk about body count, but that's a whole nother episode, y'all. And it's yeah. you know what I mean? True. All right. True. So so I had someone say, you know, this will and we'll continue on to the actual episode. <laughs> um Kat said, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with casual sex. Some people, women and men, enjoy it and can also in their lifetime enjoy a meaningful relationship. We can just say people who have less experience in in depth relationships rather than saying people who can who have a high body count. Uh, let's see. Destination of selective. Someone else comment. I think it's your friend. Red, Red pill. Um, definition of selective. Relating to or involving the select, selection of the most suitable or best qualified. Definition has nothing to do with the amount or an amount. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. But that, okay. So that comment there, what? definition selective is one of the definition, right? Of most suitable or best qualified has nothing to do with the amount, but it actually does have something to do with the amount because if you add an adjective before the word selective, more or at least, so more selective or least selective, then that attaches an amount, which has to do with the body count, which is a quantitative measure, literally in the word body count. So just just putting that out there, just saying. Okay, but I do have a question about exes. This is a great time to segue into exes. This is a question for <laughs> Ian Shirley. Yeah. 
So this is you can pick any of your previous relationships, <laughs> right? <laughs> any of your previous relationships. Yeah. What were some red flags you ignored early on? Uh, the fact that he too, uh, he would get really angry really quickly and then not communicate to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell people the first three months when you're getting to know someone, they're bringing out their best representative and they're shit testing you, right? In that three 100%. month period, 100%. you would get angry so fast. And I'm talking about like, like, I mean, I'm irritating. I know I'm annoying, right? I know that just in general, but like he would take my annoyances, like little things that I would do, like, like, let's say playing music too loud, right? Yeah. And instead of telling me, hey, can you turn it down? He would just blow up uh, name call sometimes. Like, I don't know. It, he was he was very short tempered. Um, I ignored it because a lot of the time um, I felt just, well, I don't know. I think I was working with ideas at that time that said like, this is kind of normal behavior for men. So like, I didn't really question it. Um, another thing I would say big red flag was he didn't communicate to me at all about like how he was feeling. Um, I also understand that men take time to emotionally open up, but Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like lips sealed and we were together for two years and it was very hard to get him to say anything. And that was really frustrating. All right, pause, I have a question. I have another question there. I think that's a really great point you have. And I just want to expand upon that he didn't open up emotionally or like he didn't say how he was feeling, right? Men often misinterpret the idea of vulnerability to where they don't want to say anything because they think being vulnerable is weak, but there's ways you can go about saying something without being weak. Um, what are, this is advice for women out here, right? Give some advice for women out here. You're dating a guy and you want to vet him for emotional intelligence. What are some things you could do or questions you could ask maybe on the third date or the fourth date to vet for emotional intelligence in men? I would say, I would suggest, can you tell me about a time where you really messed up on something, but you figured out a way to solve that problem, right? It doesn't put him in a position to talk to me about how he's feeling, but he's being open and vulnerable and talking to me about weaknesses. I think women need to learn how to shift the, the frame when you're talking to men. They don't want to be directly like confronted with how are you feeling? But if you talk about things generally, um, men will open up and talk about those things. So that's one question you could use. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. That's actually a really good one. I appreciate that. That is actually a question I, uh, I have, like if I'm on dates or I'm vetting women and I feel like, and again, when you're, when you're vetting someone, you guys, like you don't want it to be an interview of just like, boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah, but you want to the slide, other night. slip questions in there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a really great question of like, tell me a time you messed up in a relationship and like how you handled that. Yeah. Right. Cause I think for, for men, we're often looking for like accountability in women. It's one thing that like the number one thing a man is really bet for is accountability. Um, and that's a great question to ask is like, Oh, tell me a time you messed up in a relationship, how you fixed it. And if she doesn't have a lot of stories or she really has to think about it, or there isn't that one, two or three things that come to her mind, that is a red flag. And I'll say same for men. If a man's kind of just like, well, honestly, like, yeah, I did this, but that's because she did this. That's a big sign. He's not going to be accountable to this. And no one walks on water. We're not perfect, you know? Right. Right. So you said something about looking out for accountability. 
Um, with yeah. your exes, was that an issue? Uh, were, did they have a hard time taking accountability? And did that make it hard to work through problems? So ex number one, right? My first ex didn't own shit. So, I mean, she was just going to go out and say she was unfaithful multiple times. And yeah, I should take accountability. I should have walked away, but you know, it's first love. I was young, high school sweethearts, yada, 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 didn't do it. And so she didn't take accountability multiple times. And then what happened subsequently in dating was I was putting so much pressure on women when I was dating them to like be this like honorable thing. And it was just like unfair to them. Like they didn't ask for all that. My second ex, she had the markings of someone who's being accountable, but she wasn't used to like someone breaking down what she did wrong at a fifth grade level and then asking her to like basically own that. She, she was used to like taking accountability at her own pace, but she wasn't used to someone like putting on the spot to own something that happened. And as I found an easier way to bring things up or an easier way to communicate things, she found it easier to actually take ownership. So in the beginning of the relationship it was a lot of like, Hey, like, you know, this happened and you're kind of like, she wouldn't blame it on me, which was great, but she wouldn't own it. She would just be like, she would kind of dance around it. And then towards the end, she would apologize for things before I even brought them up. And I'll be like, oh, no, that wasn't as big of an issue as you think. Or I appreciate you taking um, onus in that situation. And I think that, you know, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb. It's going to trigger some people. We live in a society where women are not held as accountable as men, right? Because to shame a woman is such a horrible thing, right? It is so taboo to shame a woman or to basically throw her mistakes in front of her, right? It's considered misogyny yeah. at this point. But if you do the same thing to a man, it's just considered keeping him accountable. So hey, men do have to find a nicer way Yo, Rippo, to Rippo. hold women accountable. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, sorry to cut you off. I know, Andrew, no, okay. you, you mentioned right, you got to dip out because I know you, <laughs> I saw over there like, look, it, I guess you got to take an emergency. You got to hang out. So yeah. I guess just yeah. us fellas, man. All right, put it down. It was All nice right. catching up with you guys. All right. Have a good night. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homies. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna be talking shit now. Now we can talk all shit kind of about women and shit. All the shit we all <laughs> shit. Gone. Let's go. <laughs> Stop but uh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, like continue the, on what you're saying, um, Red Pill man. All right. Yeah, it was just one of those about like women definitely, I think if you have a strong masculine frame, will follow your example if she's a good enough woman, right? Like, shouldn't that even be all that super, like, high-quality, righteous, self-healed and stuff? If you have a strong masculine frame and you're not this overly oppressive figure, she will just follow your lead almost naturally, right? Yeah. So if you want her to be accountable, you have to be accountable. But there's also a difference between being accountable and then, like, bellying up because you're afraid of conflict. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, the excess talk is a, it's an interesting conversation. Um, yeah, uh, you guys have some really different, interesting stories of exes. I've actually been pretty cool with my exes for the only two I have in my life. I'm still pretty cool right. with them. <laughs> I never What's had like Kim? a bad experience. <laughs> oh, what's up, Kim? Hey, Kim, Kim's on. What up, Kim? Yeah. Um, I, I never really, I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, I, I hear everybody else's learning experiences. From right. people who obviously had bad experience and they're just like, oh, man, screw fucking men, like screw women. I'm never. So they had a, such a terrible situation in their exes. <laughs> Kim said, fuck my exes. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> she said, just kidding, kind of. So what she means is, is that one specific ex where she's like, fuck that guy. But everyone else, she's like, it just didn't work out. <laughs> I there's mean. There's always at least one. There's always at least one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually like that. I mean, it's, um, I never had one. Give a shout out to Chaotic X Goblin. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, okay, give me shout outs. Okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me, yeah, just real quick, just real quick, just real quick, just real quick. Was it, was it okay? I got, I got it. I see exotic ex goblin. Okay, okay, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everyone who's joining in, Miss Ordinary Joe. Hey, I'm Vanilla. Like, people on my Twitch, Twitch fam. Yo, your boy, man. I can't even see who y'all are, but shout out to you. Hey, hey, I mean, off topic. Your boy just hit affiliate, so that's a big deal in Twitch. That's like a first. Oh, step. there we go. There we go. Yeah. Clap it up. Clap it up, y'all. Clap it up. There we go. <laughs> you know, um, so so yeah, you know. Anyways, um, yeah, man. I mean it's oh okay, we got some people in in uh Facebook. Oh, it's getting real. Baby, oh, cut shit. This Hold up. I bring that up. How do you know someone so Don Donish? Donish asks, how do you he's on too, by the way? Shout out to Donish. What's up, Denise? What's up, bro? And, and uh Swish is on too. How do you know when you're being hold held accountable versus taking a blame that you shouldn't be? Did you fuck up? Yeah. Did you fuck up? And you don't even have to know yourself all that well to know did you fuck up? Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example of a time where I fucked up, didn't take accountability, and it backfired on me. Give me a sec. I mean, yeah, that pride of ego is definitely a bigger factor when you can do, especially people. um, I was actually Um, just talking about this. You know, I'm not going to say pointing names and and say that women don't really hold themselves fully accountable. But, you know, hey, you know, it's another story. (laughs) I don't want to offend any women on here. I don't want to be canceled. (laughs) I don't want to be canceled or nothing. But I just know from what I'm seeing. And like I said, I keep I just listen to uh, Kevin, I bring up Kevin Samuels again. I listened to his live stream the other day and I was like, OK, cool. This is why he's doing this. OK, makes sense. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, man. I can't say I love all of Kevin Samuels methods, dude. His his message that he gives to men when it's exclusively for men for their betterment is like, yeah. I can't find better advice on the Internet. That dude mm-hmm. is like so red pilled and doesn't even like doesn't even like subscribe to the red pill. But he is so red pilled. He's got to subscribe to red pill. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm gonna put him on episode one of these days. I swear, I mean, we, that's... Oh, that should be that should be the goal. That should be get Kevin Samuels on. <laughs> he explicitly said he don't do a clap for fucking nobody like with the work. Oh, he don't. He don't. Explicitly he said don't. that on the roommates podcast. See, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Um, I guess as far as um, I know we talked about a lot of the bad situations. What was like the the best experience? I know the best experience, probably the one you're just like, all right, where you held yourself accountable in a situation when you know, like, I fucked up. But my ex, and not just them fucking up, because we always talk about them fucking up. But I know it's. I mean, all right. we all kind of like fuck up every time we date somebody, right? Yeah. You. I don't know. Like with me, it's like every time I fuck up, it's when I let them a little too close, hmm. and you either tell them something you shouldn't have, or you do something you shouldn't have, and it comes back to bite you in the ass. Are Let's they unpack that. Let's unpack that. So well, like, explain okay. a little more about like so saying say things you shouldn't uh, have. Yeah, like with 
I won't go into detail, obviously, but when when you're telling them something like pillow talk, you know, after after you done had sex and everything, they're all close to you. You're kind of like, you know, your guards down and they start asking questions or you're talking about certain shit and you let shit loose that you shouldn't have or, you know, uh, secrets or something. Just, you know, something about yourself uh, from your past or something about a friend or a family member, something just secretive or personal. And later on, you're like, you know what? I shouldn't have even said that because that wasn't something that should have been said. And then, you know, you kind of like fuck up, but you don't take responsibility. You don't, you know, look more into it or, or get feedback from it or make sure that, you know, she's not going to use it against you. But, you know, you just, mm-hmm. yeah. To me, it's like, from now on, like, I have to know and feel that, that this woman has my back 100%. And even then, just certain things, you should always keep to yourself. Certain things like you shouldn't do for certain people. Like, let's say, like, childhood memories, stuff that um, cultivate you as an adult, traumatizing childhood memories are things that happened right. to you that made you the most vulnerable in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Only your homie knows, like, your closest homie or your family members know about it, right? Because it was your most vulnerable time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying personal experiences, but just as an example, but and you don't really tell anybody this. Never told any other past girlfriends or anything like that. This is one girl. And like I said, you know, you're feeling relaxed. Your guard is down. And you just tell her. For some reason, you just tell her. And then you're just like, shit. You know, later on, you're just like, why did I expel that shit? And then it does come back. You know, you guys fight or you break up or anything negative happens between you two. And she usually uses that as a weapon against you. You know, it could be a fear or a phobia you have of your future, you know, dying alone. You know what I'm saying? Or um, being a loser for the rest of your life or not succeeding in your in your goal, you know, being afraid of that. You know, Mm. things that really aren't true that may come to come to truth. But these are things that you hold close to you and you let this person know this. And you at that point think that they're going to honor it. But like minutes later, you're like, you know what? (laughs) <laughs> they're not going to honor that shit and I should have never done that shit and then it just comes back to bite you in the ass okay so I had a question and someone had a question Yeah. We'll continue on Red Pill what are you going to say I'm getting you a uh, question don't worry about, about like so in terms of like secrecy right in every relationship I've had since my first ex-girlfriend right I've become more and more and more secretive and I can't, I can't say that the correlations like the causations correlation whatever the phrases go but my relationships have gotten consequently better better and better, better, better like yeah. i've had no repeats of my first relationship one because i held myself i held myself accountable and then two it was because i became more and more secretive so i can't even really explain why what you're saying makes sense but it does like it just does i mean i said before in previous episodes how important it is for men to have a tribe like how important yeah. it is for you to one have a tribe and two for you to have elders in your life, right? Like whether it be a grandfather, it'd be some old motherfucker you work with, whether it be like just just an older homie who's just big homie to you, right? How important it is to when you have these incredibly vulnerable thoughts that are just so powerful you can't keep them to yourself to share them with the homies who've been through it, to share them with the elders who have been through it, right? And um, it, but not share that with your woman. And yeah. a lot of women aren't going to like that, right? A lot of women love when a man is open and when he's expressionate, when he's vulnerable. 
trust me, there is enough vulnerability in you to share certain things, but she will be fulfilled without sharing the thing, whatever your mm-hmm. the thing is, right? True. And, um, but so, oh, so the person says, so the more you hold back initially, the better the relationship is. I can't say that definitively. I can't speak for everyone. That is something that, that thought is so nascent. I don't know. I just know in my personal anecdotal experience, the less I've shared about traumatic experiences, the less I've shared about um, like deep, 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 deep insecurities, right? With my romantic or sexual partner, the better that relationship is because I've been better able to fulfill the role I wanted to fulfill and the role that we kind of matched up for, right? Right. So I can't, I can't speak and say that that's a good thing or that's a bad thing. Only time will tell, you know, when I'm older and I'm like, okay, this worked out and this didn't work out. But I know in the past four years, it's worked out for me better, better, and better. The more I've abided by this ideology of sharing my deepest, darkest insecurities only with those in the very innermost rung of my tribe. Okay. Right? okay. All right. So I'm going to get to the upper question here because I'm ignoring it. Uh, how many women do you know that after 10 plus years have a body count that is less than 10. Uh, Hip says 10 plus years of what? Puberty, turning 21, getting their first full-time job, just being alive. Like, <laughs> that body count talk triggering, bro. That body like, count talk is triggering. Like between your 20s and 30s, how many women have a body count less than 10? <laughs> Man. Like, uh... She's pretty much saying like it's almost a norm to have a to have a body count, I guess. Well, I mean, what's a high body count to them? I'm going off my own personal. I never called anybody out, so I don't know why everybody's getting so triggered. That's the problem today. Everybody's triggered by somebody <laughs> and it cracks me up. It all depends on your own, what you, your standard of high body count is. Triggered. That's pretty much it. I'm triggered just so, I mean, about just thinking about time, it. Is, is 50 bodies too much for you? Is 60 bodies too much for you? Like which which is we should I mean, make an algorithm right now. Yeah. Every relationship over a year, we're gonna subtract five bodies. <laughs> so not triggered. <laughs> Every relationship over a year, we're gonna subtract five bodies. If it's two years, we're gonna subtract eight bodies. <laughs> Can't be more than three bodies per year. No, honestly, that's a lot truth. of math. It, it, yeah. Um. If and I'll go on this because I I think out of everyone in the world. Of all the men that I know, I've taken the most heat for my, my speech and my stance on body count. Right? Um, I don't have that conversation with women. I don't ever ask women her body count. I will never be happy with the answer. I never feel like my answer is a good answer. So I 100% <laughs> sorry. Uh, I 100% just avoid the body count conversation all the way. If a girl asks me directly, how do I've been with, I tell them, I'm not going to tell you. Just 100%. I'm not going to tell you. What I will tell them is, uh, or what I would ask is, have you ever had an STD? Do you have any children? Have you ever had an abortion? Right? Like, the, like cause the reason is, the things we associate with the high body count are the questions yeah. we should be asking. Right? Yeah. Like, don't make that inference. Have you ever been a sex worker? Do you have, do you current, have you ever had an abortion? Do you have any children currently? Do you, have you ever had a, a major STD? You know, if a girl got crabs one time, if I'm not gonna, you know, you, you can say no and I'll be okay. Do you have any major defects? Do you know if you're fertile or infertile, right? 
like all the things we would assume with a high body count, as a man, you should be confident enough to ask your woman those questions. And how she asks those questions will ex- actually tell you a lot about how much accountability and ownership she's going to take later. Uh, I, I second that, yeah. I, after her, I stopped asking a body count question. I just, yeah. I mean, so the comments I'm seeing here, okay, let's see the comments. Do you think talking about those things could lead to a better relationship in general and not necessarily a romantic relationship? She said not triggered. I think if you have thoroughly vetted a woman, you have What's taken that? the time, you have asked all the right questions, you've allowed her longer than, I mean, people hate when I say this, but one of my two things is uh, that I've adopted recently. One, I would never ask a woman to be my girlfriend, ever. She yeah. has to ask me to be her boyfriend, right? And then, uh, and then two, even if I know day one I'm in love with her, I'm not going to ask her to be my girlfriend, or I'm not going to ask my girlfriend, but I'm not going to be in a committed relationship within six months. I need time, one, for me to fuck up and for her to see how she reacts to my fuck-ups, and then two, for her to fuck up and see how she reacts to her own fuck-ups, right? I'm re- they call me the red pill, but honestly, like, you should call me the gold pill because I believe in legacy. I believe in having a wife. I believe in taking care of the woman who, fought the, who mothers your kids. I believe in taking care of the woman who enters your frame, Right? Like, as a man, I understand the burden of performance is always going to be on men, and I don't shirk that responsibility. I welcome it gladly. But it's like the biggest mistake motherfuckers make is who they marry. Like, the number one mistake the average American will make in their life is who they marry. One, give her time to prove herself. Super important. Give the woman time to prove herself. And this actually goes both ways. As a woman, give him time to prove himself. I think Aunt Shirley said it, and she could know right on the head. In the first three months, they're going to come correct every time. In the first three months, they're going to come correct every single day. You're going to come correct every single time. And she's going to like you so much, you're going to try and wife her up because she still thinks you walk on water. She hasn't seen you ugly yet. She hasn't seen you without that lineup yet. She hasn't seen you without that fresh fade yet. She hasn't seen you when you fucking up, when your job getting mad at you, when your parents get mad at you. She hasn't seen you when your homeboys get shot. She doesn't know what you look like at your worst. Give her time to be there for you and also give her time to see you for you. Because you're going to fuck up eventually and she's going to see it, right? So I think all that just super matters when you're vetting women. It's just giving it time. So, hey, what you mean? I definitely see it. Because, um, what you know, I think just having that, like on a conversation, is like, oh, huh, right? Why do you, why do you need to know? Like, are, are we, are we being married? Is this what you mean? I need to know, like, well, what, are, what what's happening? So Wait, um, ask that question again. I'm sorry. I got distracted by the comments. Ask it again. Yeah. The comments, the comments, <laughs> comments is what was <laughs> really getting me too. <laughs> so those questions. So, um, Desiree Wait. said, but is that it? Desiree is irrelevant connoisseur. Yeah. She said the questions of abortion are for insecure men. Let me just, just real quick for like 20 seconds just explain what I mean. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. And this is like coming from a place of empathy. Abortion is something you never get over. It's something you live with. And I need to know if I need to be sensitive around some topics that I would normally talk about cavalier with my friends. Abortion is not a decision you've taken lightly. It's a very serious decision. And sometimes it only might be pro-life, but giving birth to a child might threaten her life. And so she has to have it done medically. If that has happened to her, that is a traumatic event, and I should be empathetic and sympathetic to that. That is what I want to know. So I can act accordingly. Not because I'm a judge her for having an abortion. Not because I'm a judge her for being either pro-life or pro-choice. Hold on, hold on. I'm she, not she, act accordingly, she, so she's she, not feeling disrespected. 
She said there's more. She said, reread some of the questions. She said, because some women who are pro-life will definitely have a baby at 19 and have one body count. That's more of a preference. Right. I think Kim, Kim was saying, I think he was trying to say he cares more about knowing if a woman he's dating has right. a, had an abortion versus knowing her body count. Well, just know what I just said is my stance on it. It's yeah. not that abortion is a bad thing or a good thing. It's just I want to know so I can be <laughs> empathetic to her situation. That's my, it. My, my brother said, does it really matter if it's the past, though? <laughs> yes. Yes. You want to know why it matters? And I'm going to say something that no one likes to fucking hear, but it's the fucking mm-hmm. truth. Past behavior is the greatest indicator of future performance. The stock market's based on that. Economy is based on that. Civilizations are based on that. Right? If you don't believe life is fucking cyclical, you're an idiot. That's the whole point of vetting. So you're saying, like, let's say... I'm a woman. I'm dating a guy who has beat every fucking girlfriend he's ever had. But I'm going to give him a chance because he might not beat me. Fuck that. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to be alone forever. Then roll the dice. He's going to beat the shit out of me. So anyone who believes that, I'm sorry. You're sadly misinformed and you might be an idiot. (laughs) Damn. Damn. Damn red pill. (laughs) I thought I was a dick. I was, I'm the nice guy compared to this dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> real, no, I fucking hate that. Like, I'm going to say it right now. Said that. Does the past really matter? Who said that? Does it really matter? Found it, is that your brother? That's hey, my, where's the uh, Facebook? It matters to me because I try to avoid possible. Well, let, let, let's be He's So no one's not getting any sense of in the situation. No one's calling anyone an idiot or nothing like that. Um, <laughs> let's just rephrase <laughs> that word before people get offended because you offended the last person on here saying shit like that so let's just say off the record guys we're not saying anyone's idiot we had different opinions and different thoughts so let's kind of rephrase that (laughs) before someone gets really offended (laughs) i mean no i think i don't think he asked it like a sarcastic way i think he asked as a genuine question does it matter do i agree it matters yeah yes just (laughs) anecdotally just look back at your own life yeah Look at people who are trying to, um, let's say, I'm trying to... Ooh, someone people. said the stock market is, an economy is all man-made and manipulate. I'm using that as an example. Most people can understand that. So, <laughs> like, let's say I'm trying to, like, gain weight. In the past, I've done X, Y, Z to gain weight, and it's failed. So, in the future, I probably shouldn't do the same thing. If it's failed to me multiple times, it's probably not an issue of willpower. It's probably an issue of validity in my method. Right? So... Do it differently, right? You can't expect different. Re- how's the quote go? You can't expect different results by trying the same methods or some shit like that, right? Yeah, it's something new by doing the same thing. Call insane, yeah. Yeah. So she said, "Offended." Yeah. But Let's be real, that? though. How many girls slash guys are going to answer with the truth, though? How many girls and guys? That's are why answer? you don't ask for the number. You ask for have these traumatic events happen to you. That's what you want to know. That's why it matters. It matters. How many relationships have you had? Like serious relationships. If it's been 15 years and she says four serious relationships and they've all been over two or three years, that's a good sign. That's a sign that she can settle down. It's in her to settle down, right? Her body count could be 100, but if she's a loyal of those years, you may not like that number, but it's a sign that she can't settle down and promiscuity hasn't gotten to her head. She hasn't like eaten the forbidden fruit, right? Or a guy, a guy can have a thousand bodies. But if he was married for 20 years and super loyal and racked up those thousand bodies 10 years after being divorced, right? Like he's proven he can do it. It just didn't work out that time. 
which is also why I don't ask. Yeah. I ask the real questions. I ask the important questions. That's all that matters to me. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. For me, 33, and if you had less than two serious relationships, it's a red flag. Oh, I feel, I feel attacked. Yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> Irrelevant connoisseur, I agree 100%. If you had less than two serious relationships and you got a body count over 33, there's something wrong. You know what number I need to know? The number of minutes it's going to take for me to get that ass after a first date. Kim, come on. Kim. <laughs> I got many questions. Donish, you had to. I know you have many questions. Go ahead. Let's go. What are the questions y'all have? So no one won't be offended. Hey, wait, wait. I've been drinking tonight. I would have been offended everybody if I was drunk right now. So I'm glad Red Pill kind of took that, that away from me today. <laughs> what did my boy call me this morning? He called me a shock jockey. Come on, boys, I'll get coffee with him for having a podcast. Call me a shock jockey because he's like, you're always saying something to hurt so like to trigger somebody, make them feel like, but I'm just trying to make you motherfuckers think. I'm just trying to make y'all think. You know, sometimes I say things and I'm like, I don't even know if I believe that 100%, but it's so triggering even to me to think about it at length that like, I need you to think about it. The body count conversation isn't a body count conversation. It's a discernment conversation. Should you trust someone who doesn't have strong discernment skills? Because that translates outside of body count. I believe how someone does one thing is very indicative of how they'll do most things. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Not everything. There's some savants out there, but most things. So if someone can't make a great decision when it comes to body count, like sexual partners, and they also make bad decisions financially, they're probably going to make bad decisions regarding your emotions and your respect. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> she said, oh, Kim, we need to know. Yeah, <laughs> we need to know oh, your body count. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh. So, Alpha Monk, I don't know if you can see the comments right now. He said, Kim, I don't need to know your body count. <laughs> Wait, where is it? What do What's I look? Up, Kim? Where do I look on this is on IG. Whoa. Trigger. What's up, Kim? What's up, Kim? What's going on? There's another hey, Kim on here. There's two Kims on here. You're on your own, buddy. You're on your own, man. I can't. Uh, it's, dude, it's, it's on you, dog. There's two Kims in here. So, shout out to everyone who's on here. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess this episode is kind of redirected to body count. I guess. I guess we're just going to the to the nitty gritty. Isn't that how it works. We always just start harping on the. Way I always give you guys like a like about. a headline, and it just <laughs> goes a different one. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change the title. Don't worry, guys. I always do. I'm like, oh, god damn it. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh my boy. I can't believe. Hey, dog, dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I'm. I'm I'm triggered, man. The word trigger and offended is two different things we've been doing today, man. We, we're going in. It's that, it's that crown that's turning you to an asshole right now, Red Pill. That's what it really is doing. Uh, you know what's <laughs> funny? I'm not even being an asshole. This is the most empathetic I've been all season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on today. Everyone's, I don't know. Got, Shit, get, that, get that clickbait. Okay. So I guess we could kind of talk about body count a little bit more. I guess it does matter. I mean, it kind of co- connects with exes. So, I mean, let's we, talk about not... men's body count. That's what girls want to hear. What do guys think about a guy's body count? Right? A guy's body count. Because well, like we, we, we've been just dogging on women this entire time. Let's talk about men and their body counts. Yeah, men have to right. work for it. So, if he has a high body count, that means he's he knows what the fuck he's doing. If he has a low body count, then he's, you know, probably a simp or he just got lucky. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, he's causing a simp. 
Hey, the word simp is triggering, bro. As an ex simp, why do they call them simp? Because they get sympathy pussy. That's why they call them simp. They get sympathy pussy all the time. So, yeah. I thought they called them simp because they're simpletons. They just don't fucking get shit. That too. That too. Anything with a simp. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, this is the thing that a lot of men get situated in because we they say we we lie about it right i feel like a lot of women some women maybe most can't really handle the truth of how many you told them let's say if you told me i slept like 100 on my body count what did jay cole say you got to multiply by three you know what i'm saying like <laughs> so in a sense it's like if you tell them a the truth they're gonna some some women get really like oh oh like like you know what i mean and they're just like just so disgusted right it's not even yeah. accepting. Like if a girl told me, "Oh, I slept like fifty minutes," I was like, "Hey, man, as long as you didn't catch that, man, you cool." Like, all right, I mean, you're good. But uh, it's just that's your past. You know, you know. It's good. Thanks for thanks for sharing. But you know, I don't know. It's just some. <sighs> yeah, that makes sense. That's I mean, that's what I know from a lot of men. I can speak for that on that. And I. If it's more than ten or fifteen, don't tell me. I again, like I said. So I own the fact, I take complete ownership of the fact if you got more than two bodies in 15 years, I still don't want to, I don't like it. So your mom ain't raised you right. So, <laughs> so for me, it's kind of like, don't ask shit. Ask what's important. Do you have something you can give me? Do you have something that's going to prevent you from having kids? Do you have something that might give you cancer later? Like, that's what I want to know. Hey guys, we're going to take a 30 second pause and to jump into some other content. We'll jump right back into the episode right after this in a bit. Stay tuned. Hey, guys. Just giving you guys a quick reminder that we have a website for our Why Day podcast. It's on www.ydaypodcast.com where we have all the platforms where all this episode is on. And we're on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, and we're also on uh, Spotify. So, and we also actually have this video, um, the episode of the video on our YouTube channel, on the Wide Date Podcast web, uh, YouTube channel, which is also in that website. And we have a Patreon website as well. Now, if you guys want to donate $5 a month, is we're going to give you guys the all exclusive behind the scenes content where 30, 45 minutes prior, before the episode, we're going to have a Q&A, a live Q&A with the guest speaker that we have here. Sometimes we typically have dating coaches. We have motivational speakers on here. So any questions you guys want to ask, feel free to do that. Go on to, it's also on the Patreon website on our, our, on our Why Date podcast episode and just put it in there. And, or if you want to just become a Patreon and get all the exclusive content, it's also in there too as well. And let's get back into the episode. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about men's body counts for a second. Uh-huh. If I got homeboy, and we all got homeboys who out here just fucking slaying it, and they haven't had a girlfriend in like six or seven years, I know they're living their best life, but I will question their values because I'm gonna tell you right now, the difference between a good woman and a great woman is bigger than the difference between a bad woman and a good. Woman. Let me say that one more time so y'all can understand. The difference between a good woman and a great woman is larger, vastly larger than a bad woman and a good woman. There are very few great women out there. It's like there are very few great men out there. So if you're a man and you're bagging, let's say, you know, 
four bitches a month. You back on four bitches a month, right? So uh, four times hey, 12, hey, hey. Why they gotta be bitches? Man? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, women, women, women. <laughs> <laughs> they call us worse. So you bag you bag four women a month, right? You get forty-eight bodies. Let's say you get fifty bodies in a year. Home, uh, go ahead. Maybe three of those fifty bodies you've had in a year are great women. Maybe three are great women, and great women by the laws of hypergamy are really only going to give it to great men. So if you're bagging that many women and that few are great women, I'm going to assume the quality of person you are is lower. Right, just by association. At what age are you starting from? 18. You're an adult, 18. There we oh, go. Definitive answer. Definitive 16. If you're from the South, 16. If you're from the West, 18. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> so 16 is the, is the standard. 18 is the standard. Like, why is it lower? 16 is the standard in the South. You gotta, couple, you gotta add a couple cousins in there. But basically, in the West, in the West is 18. Let's see. I, I, sex I, workers I, count. Let me I read some of the stuff. Forty percent not data sex worker. Sex let me read some of the stuff. Absolutely in the, counts. hundred percent. Let me read some of the stuff on the Facebook too. I, I he said, he said, here comes the truth. The I've dealt with the exes who deflect instead of holding themselves accountable. How do you know if you're fucking up? Can a great woman have a whole phase though? A hundred percent. That's why I don't ask. He said. So Daddy says, how do you know if you're fucking up versus it's on your x something i struggle with okay so let's redirect this back to the actual topic here on hand x's and ownership yeah man we keep getting <laughs> hey we have the live stream they're asking for what they're asking for this is true people keep bringing up body count still no, it's not right. my fault do i have cons- i don't know if cat's talking about me or not conservative values mine are a bit more conservative than other people let's come put it out there accountable. How do you know if you're fucking up versus it's your ex, something I struggle with? The first thing I would say is like, did you fuck up? Like, yeah. is that a real fuck up? You should be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, yo, I really made a mistake. That wasn't the best course of action to take. If you can't honestly be all like, I messed up. If you sit there night after night and you're like, man, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. There was no ill intentions. You're taking this completely out of context. This really isn't what happened. Then you didn't, you didn't mess up, right? Um, but the onus is still on you. So you got to say, is, look, I did this with X, Y, Z intention. This is the after effect of what happened. I don't feel bad for what I did, but you need to know what you want me to do in the future, right? Or you have to say, look, this is a part of dating me. This is part of the package. This is part of the deal. Take it or walk. Shark Tank style. You know? Okay. So you got to decide in that moment. That's also just goes into being a decisive man, being a man who could self-analyze. If you know you can self-analyze on the daily, then you shouldn't have to worry about it. You'll know if you messed up or not. Uh, okay. I hope that helps you, Donish. Um, can a great woman have a whole face, though, asking for yes. a friend? Yeah. 100%. That's why we don't ask for body counts, man. So more than you want to know about her fi- past history, but you don't want to know it in that much detail. You can read between the lines here. Every time they break up with their boyfriend, they go they whole face. So That's I feel true. like That's Red Pill is giving his apology in advance. <laughs> you know he ain't doing no apology video. He ain't doing no apology video. He ain't doing no apology video. So so more than two years after 15 years, starting at 18. So more than two after 15 years. Um... I'm not going to put an algorithm on it, honestly, like I said. It's so hard to say. Yeah, working on it's those It's hard to say because if she's, let's say she's had 
10 years, she's had two relationships, both of which were four years. And in those middle two years, she had a hundred bodies. That's fucking wild. But for eight of those 10 years, she was monogamous and only had one body each of those four year periods. So at that point, I'm just want to know, you ever caught something, you ever had to get rid of something and what were your relationships like? I'm happier not knowing. And I own that. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, like I said, maybe I just, I don't know. It's hard to say, man. Um, especially when someone tells you that, like, have that conversation with someone, you know, it's uncomfortable setting for certain people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, you know, and um, like a lot of men have that issue. I can't unswallow the red pill. Can't when I say right makes people so triggered is I'll say something and they can't ever unhear it the rest of their life. If that's just the effect of the red pill, I'll say something. You can't unhear that. That's it. It's been said. And now it's part of your DNA. Your kids are going to grow up with that fucking belief. And I know where it came from. Congrats. I got a question. If a dude got a hundred <laughs> bodies in two years, you'd be celebrating him. Not really. No, that's a lot. That's a, that's, 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 yeah, like, that's, that's, that's kind of stressful, man. Honestly, if it was like 60 bodies, I'd be like, dude, got it going on. Like your bodies is beat up and brutal after a hundred. He was doing under fives as he had that many bodies. He was doing a lot of threes and twos, ones and shit, because right, he did a lot right. of eight and nines doing that many people, man. So he, he was getting a lot of so I would feel bad for that dude. Yeah, dude's got stupid bodies. Oh my god. Yeah, like you said, well, exactly what Donna said. Like he said it's impressive, but it's not a good thing. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not like, the, wow, I wouldn't gone. praise him. Like, like, oh, you okay? Like, you want to talk about it? Yeah. You're cool. Like, you're cool. He's like a cautionary tale you tell your other homies. Like, man, I know this one cat who did 100 bodies in two years. Man, he don't look too good. Because I don't know. Your body just looks just so like, like, you just look like a zombie if you're doing it. Like, that's a lot of drainage, man. That's a lot of drainage. You're just, how are they going to know? God, think about all those children. You just didn't even like, you know what I mean? Man, you just, man, so many, so many deaths. Oh, you tell man. me right now, you banged a hundred chicks, didn't you get a single one pregnant? I know exactly. You got That's a lot of people impressive. coming up <laughs> in the next 12, 12 months. You got a lot of people coming up to you, man. Like, damn, damn, bro, you cool? Like, that's a question you gotta ask that person. Like, all right, all right like, that's... Man, don't touch nothing. Don't touch. Like, don't don't catch nothing. Let's go. I, I kind of worry about people that are doing that, you know. Yeah, get up out of my house. Yeah, no, I can't. Are you the restroom? No, uh-uh. no, man. No, I can't. Mm-mm. I can't. I can't. No, I I can't. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I do. That, 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 you know. Uh, let's see. We had a question. What's going on? I'm sorry if if you're an attractive if you're an attractive you're dating attractive person attractive person you're dating she's having sex. Oh, if you're attractive and you're dating, she's having sex may not be consistent because men love to sell a dream about. Or, a relationship and they get the pussy and poof. I have, a, I have an answer for that. See, Uh-oh. a lot of the times the guys chase after these girls, right? And they wonder why they, they disappeared. And to be honest, it's because there was nothing else that kept them there. So they tried, they got you and they got the pussy and there was nothing else that interested them. And so they left. That's pretty much what happens. That's pretty much the cut and drive. It. It, it, it's no mystery. It's no there being an asshole. It's just you just weren't the whole package. It wasn't trying to buy what you were selling. It was just there for the 
Thank you. Basically, what do they call the beginning? What do they call that? Like the beginning like, period, the free trial. They wanted the free trial. They didn't want oh, the, the AOL free trial, the little they thing for it. Some AOL trial. Yeah, it was. And he was like, like, you know, I don't really like the. the they should let me try it out. I might not get the service after. I might not get the the Prime, the Amazon Prime. Is like as men, like you do need to be a bit more selective. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Right, you gotta be more selective and then almost also too like you can be that bad boy who bangs chicks without being misleading like you can if you were just an alpha male who really has stuff going for him and you're maximizing your physical potential you will bang chicks and never once do you have to lie never once do you have to lie never once do you have to sell this this fantasy of having a relationship she's just gonna be so excited to be in your presence she'll just drop the draws like you ain't gotta do all that right Man, my, my because you really messed up chicks for the next guy yeah, my friends with benefits were more on me than casual chicks were just because you tell them what you want and you keep it there. We're not going to have a relationship. This is just going to be physical. We're going to have fun, whatever. And they try yeah. to change that shit every step they can. And you just keep them at a distance every time. And they just keep running after that, keep running after that, keep running after that. But the girls you actually give into and you date for a while, it's you, the luster starts to lose little by little because they have you. And it's like, you, you have to maintain this cat and mouse if you want them to always be pawing at you, always be on to you, always be on you. You have to keep it mystery, mysterious, sorry. You have to keep it exciting because uh, that's the whole reason they got with you in the first place, you know? And it's not hard to do that if you're actually always learning something new, always growing, always trying to do stuff, doing something, enjoying your own life. If you enjoy your own life, as Markel or Red Pill said earlier, if you're enjoying your own life and you're doing what the fuck you want to do, what you're supposed to do, putting your best foot forward, you're leading your life and she's going to integrate into yours and follow you because she's going to see greatness and she's going to see where you're, where you're going towards and she's going to want a piece of that. And that's the best way to keep them, you know, on your team. The moment yeah. you get lazy, the moment you don't want to do shit no more and you're always watching tv or you're always on your phone or you getting sloppy or you getting lazy you're gonna lose it nobody wants that shit huh. said, flirt with your girl like you just bagged her number one yeah, exactly time. okay so okay okay all the time they're, 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 that's that's i right now every girl that um like I, i'm like involved with that i've been dating and especially like the past like two-ish years like it always felt like it was the first week they met. Always. Like, it was like, you just keep that exciting. You just keep that, like... Always keep know. it fun, man. Always but also, too, you got to be curious as a man. Like, you guys yeah. still be cur- if you want to maintain that energy, you still have to be curious about your woman. If your woman's boring the fuck out of you, you probably should just let her go before it gets bad. Yeah. Then again, yeah. it just goes back to what she was saying. Like, if you're boring, you don't really got shit to do. You're watching the Kardashians all the fucking time. You're always on TikTok or always on your phone and all you have to offer is a pretty face and pussy, he's going to bounce. He'll probably stick around because he knows he's, he's, he's you know, he's banging a, a, a eight or a nine, but yeah. that's going to, you know, that's going to reach a plateau after a while. And then if you don't really have anything else going on, it doesn't matter if you're a strong independent woman or, you know, you're a businesswoman. but if you're boring, he's not going to stick around. He's going to bounce once he gets what he wants. Cause that's all you pretty much have to offer for him. It's, yeah. it's yeah, it's true, man. It's um, it's kind of one of those situations, man. And you know, 
dudes are a little bit more quicker to dip out like that, you know, situations like that, especially. I mean, it's happened so many times. They're gone. Like, oh, I invested so much. Well, I think women don't really know what men value in women. They think it's, oh, well, you know, I I have my own money and I'm working really hard and I'm this independent, strong. That's not what we value. We don't look towards that for, for a woman. We don't want that. That's what we are. We don't want another fucking man. We just we don't. We want we want <laughs> the opposite of masculine energy, which is femininity. Yeah. yeah, you know that's what we want. You know yeah. we want. You know, so it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That I mean, you preach on that one. That's that's definitely true. I mean, like women, like oh, I'm I'm this. I'm independent. I got this going. I'm like, it don't really matter at the end of the day. Hey, don't tell me you're independent. Tell me you work well with others. <laughs> I'm a bad. Like, don't don't spend all your time telling me you don't need a man. Spend all your time telling me, hey, if I found a man, this is what I can do for him. We don't need another man. And quote Kim. If a girl, if a girl, exactly. If a girl came to you and was like, "I can do this for you," and then right after she said, "These are my standards," you could sit there and make such like a, a amazing decision. If a girl came to you and was like, "Look, we never finally leave the house, hungry or horny, and I'm great with kids, but this is what I want from you, dog." Like what? Men have to come out here and be like, oh, I got this. and throw it on the table. And women are just sitting here just like, either I want it or not. It's like, well, what are you going to do for me? I need you to, like, I got, <laughs> right? So, and I'm not saying, and I hate, have, I love this topic and I hate this topic because it makes relationships sound what is so topic, transactional. Man? And I hate that, right? Like the topic of like, what do you bring to the table? Oh, okay, okay. It makes it sound so transactional. And honestly, I'm like a closet romantic. So like, I hate that. But it is the truth. It is the truth. There is this like rational, logical element of, look, I love how you make me feel, but these are also my needs. It hasn't always been that way. Just recently, in the last several years, it's, it's come to that more yeah. so. But it's going to overcorrect. Sad. I mean, it's, right now, I think this is an overcorrection of men abusing responsibility, right? This complete revolt that women are having against men and this drive for independence. I think it's just an overcorrection of men neglecting their wives. And also it's a reaction of a bunch of men dying in World War One, Two, and you know, Vietnam and Korean War. But I think what we're gonna see in the next 20 years, after we have like 10 years of women dying alone, women are gonna get smart real fucking fast. As soon as we have men who truly want to have kids and feel like something's missing in their life, they're gonna flip that switch and be like, okay, well, I have to become a better man. If I want to secure a wife, we'll do those quote unquote wife things for me. Right. I think there's going to be an overcorrection and we'll return to extreme polarity between men and women instead of us being like the fucking same. And ask them. It's kind of like a double edged sword or a Ouroboros, you know, the snake eating its tail. Like yeah. you said, it's overcorrection, but now men have, like, the good men are, are so hurt and so left out that they they're like you know fuck that we don't want marriage either so what's left are all these assholes and all these guys who don't really give a shit about women at all and that's all women usually see because all the really good guys the ones they passed over the ones they don't really want to you know fuck with really until they're you know they hit that prime or they hit over that prime uh they're walking away they're they're going away they're pushing away so dante alpha monk do you two want to be married no, yeah. I don't know. No, he don't want to be. I do. He never been through again, it. or just not right now. He's been through it. Uh, like I have a weird because 
once you like study and research marriage and then you have one, there's no difference between having a girlfriend and a marriage. The only thing that is different is that you have a contract of obligations to stay together. Right. So to me, when I signed that paper and it was about two weeks later, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing or maybe it was just me. It was a, an unnerving feeling of uh, being locked into something without no way out, without uh, external intervention. And I didn't, I didn't really like that. Um, and it had nothing to do with her. It, it was a, it was more of a like you felt you were trapped, you said in a way, but not because of her and not because of the relationship. I felt trapped because it was something outside of us that told us that we had to stay together. And I don't want well, to go through right now. That was the problem. Yeah, it sounded like that's a problem. Yeah, it's like, but it was like if you're not true, I mean, if you love your wife, it should 60 percent. There's yeah. nothing really there keeping you guys together. I know it, it's a it's a it's like I said it's it's a contractual uh, agreement from the government and I didn't like that aspect of it. Right. What right. what I liked was the origins of of marriage when it became a romantic thing. Before it was like trading cattle and getting rid of your daughter and stuff like that, but it was about the 1800s when it became actually for romance and it, yeah. it was for true love and and. They didn't need an actual governmental contract. They just needed some cultures had they uh, wrapped silk around each other. Some jumped over brooms. Some did different things, but that mm-hmm. was pretty much it. And it was more of a uh, emotional connection. And it was when it didn't work out, you would just go to the priest and tell them why it didn't work out. They would try to uh, work with you. And then if that wasn't, you go your separate ways and you would split everything 50-50. Because it becomes so much of a contract, I think subconsciously people started to make it look as transactional more and more. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have so many issues, so many problems. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a more spiritual wedding with no priest, no government, just family and loved ones. And me and her know that we're married. We don't need the government to tell us we're married. We say that we're married. And that's if she breaks that or if I break that, that I think that's even bigger than than breaking it with the contract of, from some government, because that's something me and her actually told each other. Like we are married. We look at each other's eyes, all this shit. We had this big ceremony with our family here. We spoke in front of these people. And I know it's I know it's exactly the same thing, but it just has no government ties to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, my wife at the time, she agreed to the same thing. She was like, yeah, because it doesn't feel too much different. There's nothing different. It's just that I have your last name. We both have rings. You know, we're um, together. We're loyal to each other and stuff. Of them, you know, and that's it. But that's the only thing I would change is, is not get the government involved into it at all. Yeah. That's pretty much right. it. But that's why I said I wouldn't get married. But I would do that if I found the right woman. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a little different. I mean, everyone has their opinions, definitely, about when government yeah, yeah. exchanges happen. I mean, you do make a good point on that situation. I mean, once you get the government, you get hierarchies involved. And like it said, like my brother, in his instance, he didn't really do it that way either. He did it more spiritual way, too. He had a shaman there. So it was nice. like definitely more organic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's um, it's really how you, you know, if you love someone, you, you know, you want to be with this person for the rest of your life. 
you it's a bondage right it's a I spiritual mean, bondage know, i've met i don't know i've met like uh yeah, i try to get the tax benefits <laughs> right but i've, I've met like gay people who've been together for like 30 40 years you know and they they they, they, they couldn't get married but they stayed together and they in they said they're telling themselves like, man, we will never be disloyal to each other. We love each other. And this is our own type of marriage. But they never got into it with the government until they were allowed to and uh, within the government. But yeah, they, did. they could do it. So it's yeah. like it, it, it's weird to me that people need that sometimes to keep themselves in check. And it's like, wow, why, why the fuck do you need that to keep yourself? Because people break it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the statistics now? It's like 40 percent. Uh, get divorced right off the back, you know. So it's probably even higher now. So it's like yeah, it, something like that. Yeah, doesn't make sense to me, man. Well, like sick goes back down to what you just said. Like a lot of them probably felt like, oh shit, I didn't know this is what what I signed up for, right? This is not what's this is not what I expected from this, right? So they're yeah. just they're, they're shocked because they were it was all the in the moment, right? They followed they saw what their parents did. They saw how beautiful the whole wedding was. I literally saw a couple like the expectations is higher than yeah, the reality. I, yeah, I saw this couple and I was like, they were saying the same thing at the same time. They were like, race, like they were like being hella cute. And I was like, yo, if if this is like the best couple I've ever seen in my life to get married, this is I, I don't know what is. I don't know what like love is at this point. Like the next year they divorce. Like yeah. literally next year. All right, but here here um let me let me let me talk about that for a bit, right? Because I have some I have some strong beliefs on that. Um I think one of the reasons why people get divorced so much is because there's no difference between a live-in girlfriend and a wife. That's true. I think if you want a stronger marriage, there needs to be a greater differentiation between live-in girlfriend and wife. There needs to be a difference. Like the time, the t- title of wife and husband has to mean something different than live-in boyfriend or live-in girlfriend. It has to mean something different. If your girl's living with you and she's, gender, generally speaking, and she's cooking and cleaning and then you're bringing home the bacon, there is no difference between when you're married or when you're not married. There isn't. Dang. I told all my guy friends, and this is something that I also believe in. I will not cohabitate with the woman unless I know I will marry her within the next six months. If you're not going to marry her in the next six months, don't live with her. I know in California it's different because it's fucking expensive, but you have to, as a man, you got to get your own fucking bread, get your own paper, right? There needs to be a difference in responsibility. There needs to be a difference in availability. You look at any tribal or any traditional culture, men and women are separate. I'm not saying we have to separate them, but they are separate and they only come together in marriage. When there is no difference, when there is no ritual, when you feel like there is no progression in the relationship, right? If you live together for five years and you split responsibilities 50-50, however you guys decide to do it, there's going to be no difference once you're married. It's not going to feel like you've transcended something. It's not going to feel like you went from independence to interdependence, right? You're not going to feel like you've progressed. There's no tradition. There's no ritual. There's no rite of passage. None of that shit. There has to be levels to this shit. You have to think about this long term. You have to think about legacy. You have to think about generational wealth. You have to think about your tribe, not your family, your tribe. Because not all of your family is going to be in your tribe, right? You have to really think about that. You have to think about, am I going to move her parents in? Do I want to move her parents in? Am I going to take in that, uh, the druggy brother, the druggy uncle, or bringing them in? Like, you have to really think about it. That's why in the past, your parents came in and had that conversation for you. Your parents, who were objective, 
more objective than you were if you really like this girl, but talk to her parents and they would figure this shit out and then they would decide if you should get married or not. So there are, are girls who I've dated who I wanted to my girlfriend so bad, right? This is after my second ex. Who I've wanted to my girlfriend so bad, but I knew there has to be a progression. One, I have, she has to willingly, right? Because beauty is currency, aesthetics is currency, being a beautiful woman, you have a lot of options. She has to willingly want to give up the opportunity to court suitors, right? She has to willingly decide she wants to be with me and let go of all her potential suitors, right? That's why I don't ask for a girl to be my girlfriend. She has to ask about the relationship conversation. And then two, if she wants to move in with me, I have to ask her how serious about you about marrying. Do you see yourself marrying me in the next six months? Do you want to have kids? Are you okay with changing your last name? Are you okay with our kids having our last name? What are your thoughts on prenuptial agreements? Right? Like, it, it, there has to be this progression. We have to feel like you progress something. That way, that as a man, that sense of duty can really kick in. If y'all just fucking, you know, just y'all just cohabitated because financially it was just easier, that sense of duty is never going to come in. You're only dating her to save your own skin. That's true. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, most people have other reasons to get married, too. But like, that's one of them, too. I think when they have kids before they get married, they also that's happens the next time it follows suit. So it's like an incentive to add. And that's not really the best way almost all the time. I mean, it works for certain people. I see that. Um, let's see. I had someone had a question. I mean, we'll, we'll answer this real quick. Um, do you think people should hold off moving in until it's super serious? Yeah, like you shouldn't cohabitate unless I don't know, you guys can have like you know two or three day overnights where it's not a big deal. Just stay with you for like a week or something. It's not a big deal. You shouldn't cohabitate until you're ready to get married, and then you have six months to figure out if marriage is going to work. I agree with that. She moved in uh, the day after we got married, so she spent a night all the fucking time, and half her shit was already here. But yeah. That was the best. That was probably like a, a really cool time was when she actually moved in. And that was like the next, you know, the next day after we got married and everything. Um, so that was fun. And that that was like, cause she, she would only stay two nights in a row beforehand and like yeah. one night here and then separated and all that shit. But then having her stay after that third night, it was like, oh shit, she's still fucking here. You know, at the fourth night and then like, coming home living by myself for so long and then actually coming home to somebody already here that you get used to that. Like it's hard to get used to that after a while, but it was exciting too, because, you know, she was home, she was safe and it just, you know, it triggered that. But I would say she was from Israel. So she had old school, uh, she was conservative and shit like that. Yeah. So everything. I I think the word conservative is so triggering for some people, but some conservative ideals are really on the money. They were really on the money. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, yeah. It just triggers people when you Yeah. I think it's so cute now to like rebel. Because the the real rebellion in 2021, the real rebellion, the real counterculture is returning to tradition. Returning to tradition. Like taking your role seriously, understanding that there is a role inherent to you that your ancestors have had for fucking 30,000 years. That idea of taking that responsibility for most people, 99.99% of people is in their genetic memory. Double down on your strengths. It really, it really is, right? And I'm not saying this to devalue the other one. As I say, I feel like we have an overcorrection soon to return to this, this idea of, uh, of more of like a tradition. But it, our culture is so devoid of tradition 
so devoid of ritual, so devoid of mentors and elders, so devoid of rite of passage. You have to create these things for yourself. You do, right? Like the whole idea of like going and asking her father for her hand. There is a conversation to be had with her father. Even if you're in a culture that doesn't do that, there's a conversation to be had. If you go to him and you say, hey, I want to marry your daughter. And he says, no. And you say, why? And he tells you, I want you to own this and own this and own this. Is he so wrong? If you don't have any assets to your name, no fucking stocks, no retirement account, no house, you have no business getting fucking married. None. If you're sharing a bedroom with your homeboys because you can't afford to live on your own, you have no fucking business to get married. Yeah, that's true. Right? (laughs) Like, you have no business. If you're a woman and you've never once, like, let's say you're a woman and you, I guess women is a little bit harder because a lot of the rites of passage are attributed to just physical age, whereas men have to have accomplishments, right? So it's a little bit different. But as a woman, it's like, if you go to her, his mom and be like, hey, he wants to marry me, okay with that? And she goes, can you cook? And you say, no. Or you say, hey, I want to marry that. And she goes, have you ever babysat before? And you say, no. Or she says, do you have anyone to watch the kids if you both have to go to work? And you say, no. That ain't looking too good. You have to have power before you get married. Marriage is a big deal. And I, I, I say, shit, you not. I'm only going to do it once. I'm only going to do it once. I'm not going to marry wrong. Right. And, be, and that's because I am putting all, not hurdles, but just these are the milestones we have to go through. Right. I have to own property first. I have to have an asset. I'd be far enough along in my career. We got to make sure that you're still physically fit to have kids. You have to make sure that your family's taken care of. You have to make sure that your family is okay with you leaving. If you have a role as a woman, you have a role for your family and you marry a man eight times out of 10, you're entering his family and his life. So I'm pulling you away from that. Are they okay? Do they have, if you're the primary caretaker for your parents and then we have kids, it's going to be hard to do both. Yeah, it's true. So we have to make sure your parents are okay with you leaving the family. And also you're taking my last name. I'm not doing no high for shit. Yeah, you know, so you're entering the world that I've, I've worked so tirelessly to create. You're entering this frame that we, we decided we wanted to have together. Mm. You're ready to leave certain things behind. Honestly, that's why I said I wouldn't get married again, because she was supposed to be that one. But I mean, not to get into Samantha or whatever, but I'm still waiting for her to come back. And if she does, then, you know, things will keep going. But Hold on. And then Irrelevant Connoisseur says, not in L.A. You have to have stuff going on. Men want you to be a 10, cook, put out, and also make at least 60K. The only reason men would have financial standards on a woman is because they just want her to respect his money. If you can show that you respect his money, you don't even need a fucking job. If you can show that you respect he's going to pull some 12-hour days sometimes, you may not hear from him from a day or two because he's busting ass two different jobs to make shit work. Well, and it's and it's a lot of people who don't want to give that up. They don't want to give up that lifestyle that they had before. They're they they're worried that what if that man doesn't come through? It's like you know what I mean. It's it's kind of a scarcity mindset that I've heard a lot of women say. Um, it's like, well, there could be situations where he can do this, and at least I have this. Um, you know, and that that's what requires with the trust and everything. Trust that he can get the thing done, get it done. Um, if a guy's making like four hundred k a year, you don't need to be working. I think, Honestly. hold on, in the, yeah, what you call, yeah, so Dinesh, you know, he, he says in Pakistani culture, you're not supposed to live with your significant other until you're married. Um, yep. He said he had an ex who wanted to live with him, and he said no, unless they're getting married, which is smart. Uh, he said, being married, I've seen 
brings a lot of pressure and expectations that ruins a relationship. Let me tell you one thing about pressure. It makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. If you're somebody who can't handle pressure in everyday life, don't get As a man, you should vet your woman. Can't, does she crack under pressure? As a woman, you should so vet your man. How does he handle pressure? How does he handle pressure in life? How does he handle financial pressure? How does he handle relationship pressure, right? If he's the kind of guy who stays stoic, restates his values, acts rationally under intense pressure, that's the man you want to marry. When shit hits the fan, he's going to handle it, right? If he's like, oh, I don't know, stop pressuring me, don't marry him. He's not freaking ready, right? I can't handle this. I would say in marriages, there are roles. There are significant roles in if you can find a woman who can make your house a home, she can work too. It doesn't really matter. But if she can still fulfill some of the marital roles as well as you, you have less pressure. You have less things you have to worry about now because you have yeah. a team. Like, you know, if she's just laying around, she's doing shit, she's expecting you to bring in all the cash so she can just spend it. That's not marriage material. She has to be someone who has your team. She wants better life. You want a better life. You guys both want the best for each other. You do the best for each other. If she's good at doing laundry better than you, boom, that's her thing. If you're better at cooking than she is, boom, that's your thing. You take up different responsibilities, but you never lay on more responsibilities to the next one than you would take on yourself. It always had to be a 50-50 partnership or a 100-100 partnership, actually. And um, it, it just runs smoother that way. But what we're seeing nowadays is just people getting with people because either fear of getting too old or the fear of traditionalism. They, they just always thought of getting married at this certain age, and, you know, having kids at this certain age, they really want to do it out of uh, desperation. And these are the people who are getting divorced a year, two years later because they're doing it out of uh, traditionalism. They're just you know, doing what their parents did, but they're not really looking for a life partner. They're looking for right. this dream, you know what I'm saying? And they're, they're marrying their girlfriends or their boyfriends, and they're not really marrying their wife or their husband. And so I don't think you should get married if you don't want to have kids. Hold up, if you don't want to have kids 100%, you shouldn't get married. What's up? So I think also, too, like one of the, the biggest possible benefits of marriage is that's the best, that's the best model for raising kids. True, true. If that. you don't want to have true. kids, do not, have, not get married. Don't get married. Yeah. yeah. Unless she historically, historically, after people have gotten married, they had kids very, very soon. Why? Because they got married when they're ready to have kids and start a family. Yeah. That's so the reason why I ended up getting married. I'm like, yeah. okay, I've done enough yeah. and I want to start a family. Yeah. So so Kim pretty much tackled on this. She said this earlier. And I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge her for it because she did mention it. She, she said, did 100%. It's a, yeah. Yeah, marriage is a partnership, it's a business with agreed upon roles, right? Um, it's a business, you know, with the greed. Okay, okay. I'm gonna let you know, Kim. I, I noticed it, Kim. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And I know it sounds really unromantic. Even I hate calling it a business. Even I hate calling it a business deal. Even I hate calling it running it like a partnership. But that is just the truest sense of it, right? I mean, if you're just with somebody with some fucking feelings and that's all you guys have, don't get married. Just run it out. Let it run its course. Don't have any fucking kids, right? Just let's let that run its course. Very um, true. Okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's just that uh, okay. you got to be real about it. You got to be serious about it. All right. Well, we talked about right. some real shit here today, guys. It always gets real with the red pill. That's how it <laughs> goes. Both of you guys, Alpha Monk, Red Pill, you guys like the combination. You guys are the one. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have anything else to say. 
Um, being in the business is sexy as fuck. I agree. Uh, anybody else? Can you say anything before we wrap it up? I'm not sure if you guys can do a post episode or not. I don't know. I gotta go to sleep, man. Uh, <laughs> Alpha yeah. Monk, y'all about to? Okay, so we're not doing a post yeah. episode. <laughs> I think today was so dense. We don't need a post. I think today I don't so think we dense. do either. I agree. I don't think we do. I don't think deep we need deep. to. It was I mean, it was it was intense. We triggered a few people, man. I heard my brother downstairs. He came. Home. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought he was going to come downstairs. But no, it's uh, I heard his voice and I was like, oh, fuck. I, I, you know, I'm sure no one got so, what triggered. What y'all sign beside Dante? Oh, man, these fools. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a Sag Leo Leo. Three fire signs, baby. We out here. Fire signs run the planet. I don't care what anybody says. Appreciate, it. <laughs> appreciate the favor, appreciate the love. People say, "Oh, you're that guy from the Y Day podcast on the thing." I love that shit. Fucking, I like to be the Y Day guy, and you guys look, you know, it's good. Yeah. Um, I, I I love the love. I love the love. Yes, appreciate it. Um, she said, "A hey, facts." She must be a fire sign. No one knows what you guys are. No one knows what Sagittarius is. Just so you know, no one really knows what you guys are benefit or. Hey, I'm, we worry about nobody else. No Sadly, one knows. You don't even know. Just <laughs> you just say you're the best. No one knows why. Anyways, we just doing it. That's why we're like the Kobe. Nobody knows how hard Kobe was working. They just know that they, motherfucker play, made plays. Yeah, whatever. You know, man. Just out here. Man, whatever, man. But yeah, so yes, I appreciate you guys coming on. It was uh, a pleasure, man. And right. we know we might have to dive into a body count episode or something like that, maybe in the right, next right. week. Because I feel like we 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 tackled it, but. It got too crazy and intense. So, uh, <laughs> sensitive, sensitive people. Yeah, 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 All I gotta say is, if I really offended you tonight, definitely go on mm. my DMs and tell me about it, and I'll make sure to leave you on red. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so if you're super upset about something I said tonight, just go ahead and DM me. I'll leave you on red. It'd be awesome. I appreciate it, relevant. Caltier, I appreciate Dope and Son. Yeah, yes. If you got offended, then that means it's about you. I appreciate it, Donnie. Love it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yes, I, and the people are appreciating showing the love on the uh, on the live streams too, man. I'm not giving up, yeah. and people who are listening audio versions of it, I appreciate you guys tuning in too. I know it's kind of hard to see if you're just listening to the audio, but um, right. yeah, I, yeah, uh, we'll do it for next week, guys. Every Wednesday, eight thirty. Um, 8.30 p.m. Usually that's when I start. I go on here. You know, actually, I'm going to say one thing because I know I appreciate people coming onto my prof- my my IG profile. You know, Dante the Silent D. I appreciate you guys coming on there. But I'm really trying to focus on getting the YD podcast the live stream because <laughs> I'm redirecting it. I know a lot of people come onto my ID and my and my profile. I appreciate it. But please give a follow to the YD podcast because I'm eventually going to transversion transition over to the Y Day podcast and do live streams on there. Um that's more what I wanted to do. But you know, I don't mind coming on my my personal one. It's cool. But please follow Y Date. Y underscore date underscore. So right. please do that guys. Um I appreciate it. Yeah until so next time guys checking out right, y'all. red pill signing off. Thank you so All much. Right. Peace. Right. Later. Peace.